It's Rat O'Clock! Is it ever? Right? <laughs> How it goes, buddy? Oh, dude, good, 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 good. Um, I saw some really uh, rad news this morning. Ooh, we like rad news. We'll take uh, it away, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> news break. <laughs> uh, so, apparently Marvel are doing a Wolverine vs. Predator miniseries. Fantastic news. Um, and the basic idea behind it is um i think it's like four issues maybe six um but it's basically a predator stalking wolverine through different eras like i think the first one going by the cover is like a predator versus him during his weapon x phase Mm -hmm. which looks fucking cool that's Um, cool so yeah that that should be all kinds of rad i think it's great because um you know with Marvel owning Predator and Alien. I mean, this opens up the door of possibilities. I mean, yeah, we saw this back in the 90s with Batman versus Predator, but they they can take this to a whole new level with things like, you know, Wolverine, Predator. I say fucking bring in Kraven the Hunter for shits and giggles. Yeah, that would be rad. I mean, and you you sort of think about it. It's like the the ideas are kind of like, you know, uh, Aliens versus Fantastic Four. Exactly. Like, you know, shit like that could be really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's an exciting time, as we always say. Yay! That's great news. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, it, it would be cool to see something like uh, Predator versus the Punisher, but we'll get to that later. Well, look, I wasn't sure whether to bring that one up or not, but uh, <laughs> obviously that would be really fucking cool. <laughs> I mean, it'd be, it'd be even cool, like, if you had, like, a team up of of sorts, you know, Wolverine Predator versus Aliens Predator, you know, or something like, I don't know, just, yeah. Well, I know a lot of folks are um, speculating as to whether, um, because apparently the licenses for both G.I. Joe and Transformers are up in the air again. Oh, okay. Uh, And a lot of folks are speculating as to whether... Marvel will be getting those licenses back since they had them originally. Mm. Um, so, I mean, that could be kind of interesting. Like a GI Joe versus Predator would be pretty rad. Um, Absolutely. Or you know, GI Joe versus Aliens would be pretty rad. Um, I mean, I don't. Unfortunately, I don't really see uh, Aliens or Predators being much of a threat to Transformers. <laughs> No, Xenomorphs versus a fucking, you know, 60 foot tall robot. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, your alien queen's about as good as it's going to get. Yeah. But against Grimlock, nah. (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. um, I mean, I do think, uh, you know, it's weird, but I think given the right team and the right sort of concept, you probably could make Predator vs. Transformers work. It is possible. If I mean, you were clever, I mean, you would. Yeah. it would need to be really... I mean, I can't... I don't really picture Transformers being on the run from a Predator, but, like, you know, if, like, you had a Predator that's like, hey, I'm going to fucking get some cool points with the other guys and uh, take out fucking Megatron or something like yeah. that. Like, you know... Having a predator like infiltrating Cybertron or something and trying to, you know, take Megatron's head or something could be kind of neat. Yeah. Well, that's it, man. I mean, you hit the nail on the head, dude. It's it's all about having the right team, you know. Yeah. If you've got the right, you know, you've got a good writer, you've got the right artist. I mean, that's how you're going to sell it. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. And, you know, unfortunately, we've just seen one too many times, <laughs> you know, there's bizarre fuck-ups. Um yeah, where it just doesn't go to plan, so, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's like, you know, so, some of those old crossovers, man, were great. Like, you know, yeah. the, the Wildcats Aliens one is still one of my favourites. I thought that was fantastic. I haven't um, read that. Oh, dude, it's so good. Um, but, yeah, I can imagine. Well, I mean, it basically, you know, it was really smart because it basically sort of fed into, like, the formation of the Authority. Um, ah, excellent. 
and um, oh, Salem's here to help podcast. Hey, buddy. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it was only a matter of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kittens on the podcast. <laughs> um, but um, and then like you know, I mean, look the um, the Batman aliens and Batman Predator ones were fantastic. Uh, um, yeah, absolutely. I mean that that Judge Dread. About, uh, aliens versus, versus aliens versus predator, yeah. like triple crossover was fucking yeah. all the rat. <laughs> it was so good, dude. Like uh, those ones, even the uh, Superman aliens was good. That yeah, one. yeah, like, yeah. Green Lantern, Green Lantern aliens was great. I mean, the only one that I sort of thought was a bit kind of strange was uh, Superman Terminator. Yeah. Yeah, I, I still think we've have talked that. about that one before. Like, yeah, it was just yeah. a bit of a weird mix. Um, just because I sort of think, like, you know, I mean, the obvious, the obvious one would be Batman Terminator. Like for me, like I think that'd be rad. Well, yeah, because I mean, you know, we all know Batman has the the, the means and the resources to, you know, take the battle to new heights against the Terminator. Yeah, so it would have made perfect sense. I mean, there were, there were some weird ones too, like, um, oh, fuck, I've, I think I've still got it somewhere, Vampirella Aliens. Yeah, I remember that. I don't think I ever read it, but I remember it being a little bit like, okay, that was a strange choice. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, you know, that Superman Terminator, I think they just kind of went, yeah, yeah, and what about, and what about, and what about, and they just went, yeah, fuck it, do it, do it. <laughs> you well, know? Some of them look like some of them were cool, but it's like you know, it, it's it's like the Green Lantern aliens. I thought was really kind of rough. But the problem with it is, it's like, well, you kind of like have to, you know, do the the trope of like, oh, and suddenly Green Lantern's ring has no power, and he has yeah. to his wits to fight against the aliens because it's like, well. It's Green Lantern, like, he could literally, like, vaporize an entire fucking colony of aliens with a sword. <laughs> yeah, well, much of a challenge. Post-city anyone? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it's sort of, same with Superman. It's like, oh, he's got, you got to kind of, like, you know, depower him a little bit. Otherwise, it's just like, oh, Xenomorphs, that's cute. I have well, that was, that, vision. <laughs> yeah, that was an interesting angle that they took with the Superman story because, eventually his powers did wane and you know he ends up with the fucking alien queen inside his chest you know it was um yeah it was all kinds of weird but but it worked you know and um yeah i I, I don't know i'm kind of excited to see what they do with wolverine predator and i've got high hopes oh man i think it's going to be awesome i i really do i think it's like it's going to be really cool to see you know, I, I like that Marvel have, you know, decided to basically capitalize on it. Because as a fan, it's like, oh, man, like, I mean, I think everyone on the internet saw Bat and the Sun's very awesome uh, Wolverine vs. Predator cosplay fight, which was all kinds of cool. Yeah. Um, so, you know, as a fan, you're kind of like, yeah, man, I, I want to see fucking Wolverine take on the Predator. Like, you know, I want to see fucking you know, Ghost Rider take on the Predator. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah all, all sorts of cool shit. Like, Absolutely. Even, fuck, even Moon Knight versus Predator would be Moon fun. Moon Knight versus Predator would be rad. Like, yeah. um, you know, like Sabretooth versus a Predator. Like, yeah. you know, let's see Guardians of the Galaxy and fucking Aliens, you know, shit like that, man. Like, that would be cool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's just so many possibilities. So, yeah, I'm fucking pumped, dude. It's it's great. Hey, um, I, I just wanted to quickly also um, talk about Nemesis Reloaded, the conclusion. Uh, you finally read it. Read it, loved it. Holy shit. Oh, dude. I, I mean, talk about this. one of the best series ever ever published in the last 10 years there's gonna be spoilers here so if you haven't if you want to read the latest nemesis miniseries and haven't finished it you should probably check out right about now yeah tune out um, you know meanwhile fucking dude having it dovetail into a gigantic miller verse crossover with like the killer from Wanted and yep. all of the characters from Wanted popping up at the end. 
blew my mind. You were, yeah, um, you weren't lying when you said to me like those last three pages. I just oh, dude, right? <laughs> it's like... I just couldn't stop laughing. I was clapping, just reading. I'd yeah. read back over it again and just go, "Are you sure?" Yeah, did, you I are. did the same thing, and then I'm like examining the cover for Big Game Number One, and I'm like, "Okay, there's Kickass's shit there. There's Huck's jacket." Yeah, uh, there's the Crononauts uniform. Like he's obviously just like there's like stuff from MPH there. Yeah, like you're just like okay, he's just like gonna like throw everything in the kitchen sink into uh, shit and right fucking whoa. <laughs> I just I loved I loved like the end of that issue. You turn the page and it's like a big reveal. It's just all the covers of his books, and you go. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, I saw Superior in there. I saw fucking all the cool Superior, shit. Superior's belt and caper in there. Like, yeah, like, oh. This is, I, I, I don't know, man. I, this is something to be well and truly excited about. Like, Oh, man, yeah. Like, if, you, if you're going to shell out some hard-earned coin on comics, this is the one. This is fucking it. Mm. Um, and, and if you, if you can go get the nemesis reloaded and go buy nemesis as well, cause it's a fucking rad read. Like, dude, yeah, this, this is a brilliant, um, return of a, of a fucking I, amazing character. I'm really curious to see how Mark Miller handles this one because, you know, to- tonally stuff like Huck and, uh, Superior, Mm. are really kind of optimistic and, you know, sort of celebrate a love of superheroes and stuff like that. Absolutely. Whereas on the other hand, you've got stuff like Wanted and Nemesis, which is kind of a bit of a cynical deconstruction of the whole thing. So I am all kinds of fucking interested to see how he's going to play that. Well, it's interesting you bring that up because what I love at the end of the book where – you know, Nemesis has that conversation, um, you know, with with the, the conglomerate, basically. Um, fucking, they're talking about the, the Great War that Ooh. that people forgot, you know, the, the, the age of the superheroes well, that wiped was, out. That was the whole thing. That was the whole conceit of Wanted, which, you know, mm. I mean, I didn't mind the movie, but it really straight from the comics. The whole thing with Wanted was basically supervillains won. And, you know, if you reread Wanted, it's not really difficult to see, you know, the characters that are meant to be Batman and Superman in there. Yeah. Um, And, you know, the basic basic idea was like, yeah, superheroes existed and all the supervillains basically teamed up and murdered them. (laughs) Like, Like, you know, I mean, you know, it's like, that's obviously Superman's cape at the end of Genesis. Yeah, dude, I fucking love that reveal, dude. I was just looking at that going, ah. Man, could, like, could you present anything more glorious in a trophy cabinet than Superman's cape? Uh, yeah, cape. yeah. I, I was just, yeah, fucking dude. It was um, like, it was probably like my mind was blown. The biggest holy fuck moment in comics this year for me. In Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. There's there's another holy fuck moment in comics in a bad way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is. Um. But yeah, fucking Mark Miller, we salute you. You are the fucking man, dude. You, yeah, just just keep doing what you're doing, bro. You you got this covered. Bro. Oh, dude, yeah. It's like, I mean, you know, I mean, that's there's obviously like, you know, that covers a big game. There's wands there from the Magic Order. Um, I'm just like, oh, dude, how are you going to pull this off? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it's, Ma- it's exciting. Magic Order has been fantastic as well. It's been another great read. Yeah, I'm. I'm Keen to read that. Um, I'm, I'm going to wait for the trade, the collected trade back, and read that. And um, yeah, I'm excited. So yeah, the the Millermeister man, like fuck, Millerverse is uh, is doing what McFarlane did back in the '90s with Image, man. Um, yeah. oh, it really is. It's really kind of got that old school image. It really you know, does vibe to it, which is yeah. all sorts of exciting. It's just fucking amazing that this one guy can single-handedly create this universe of awesomeness. And oh, it's like, yeah. just like every title. I, I don't think I've read 
one shit book from Mark Miller yet. No, there's been some that I've liked more than others. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, I, I sort of, yeah, I really liked Jupiter's Legacy at the start. Mm. Um, and then I sort of felt it kind of strayed a bit. Like, it was still good, but I wasn't <laughs> as enthused for it as I am for other titles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. I mean, he takes you to those fucking those highs, like Christopher Reeve highs with Superior, like we've, we've talked about previous. And then he delivers something great like Huck. Um, yeah. You know, which was fucking amazing. And then, then he does, you know, things like The Kingsman and, and Wanted. Like those comic um, versions, the OG versions of that before the movies are fucking brilliant. Like mm. just in, incredible storytelling and characters and uh, just... Yeah, it's it's just he's really created this universe that um, it, it just makes sense that he's doing big games. Yeah. It really makes sense now more than ever. So I'm I'm pumped. Oh yeah, dude, I'm I'm all sorts of excited. So, Mister Jake, I have a question for you. Moving on. Yeah. So we're going to go from the highs to the lows. But I want to start this off on a positive. For you, what was your first experience of the Punisher? Okay, um, I see where we're going with this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know exactly where we're going with this. I, look, I completely fell in love with the Punisher. Like I had seen um, as a kid, I'd seen the Punisher floating around in stuff. Um, I was reading. Marvel Tales as a kid um, and when I was reading it it was reprinting a lot of the uh, gang war story from Spectacular Spider-Man um, which you know featured uh, the Punisher, Cloak and Dagger and a whole bunch of other characters and you know Mike Zeck was doing these great covers and I was like this guy looks awesome. Like, so I didn't know too much about the character and like, I, you know, it was the eighties. So, Mm. you know, the Punisher was huge, man. There was a massive push. Like, you know, um, Zach was doing the, uh, circle of blood mini series, like the Punisher's first mini, which I never got to read, but I always saw the covers. Um, and it was just something that I never got the chance to pick up. Cause like, you know, you saw the covers in in the news agent, you're like, Holy shit. I mean, those mm. Mike Zek covers on Circle, that Circle of Blood miniseries are just the gold standard. Like, the only person that's come close is Tim Bradstreet. And so I'd seen them. And, you know, you go back to the news agents. Like, they were gone, obviously. <laughs> it's like, fuck. Yeah. Um, you never say, oh, I'll go back next week and get it. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, won't yeah, be there. yeah. Not in, not in the 80s, no. You just, you just don't. Um, and, you know, I... Um, I started reading The Punisher semi-regularly. I think I picked up issue 11 at a newsagent, which was back when uh, Wills Potatio was drawing it. Um, So it was like, you know, before, you know, X-Men, before Wetworks, like, you know, these these guys were like still upcoming artists. And his Mm. art was amazing. And it was this great story where the Punisher was like trying to take out some drug dealers in the desert and got wounded and was hallucinating and stuff like that. And it was just one of those really cool one and done stories. Yeah. Um, and I did, I, I fell in love. I was just like, this is like every action movie I've watched. Like, this is just amazeballs. Um, and from there, like I, you know, it, Punisher was one of those titles for me as a kid that was at the newsagent very infrequently. Um, you know, you'd get like one or two would show up. I mean, I'm sure it showed up, but there were obviously people that were buying it regularly. And, you know, you, it was potluck as to whether you get one or not. Yeah, that. yeah, absolutely. Um, but, you know, years and years later, like I um, ended up being able to get uh, Marvel's Punisher magazine, which were black and white reprints. I remember of, those, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they reprinted a lot of um, early Punisher stories. Because, I mean, I think by that time, the Punisher ongoing series was well in its like... 30s or 40s, you know, he was fighting the Reavers in Acts of Vengeance and stuff like that, and, you know, all sorts of cool shit. 
Yeah, uh, that was that cool. Mag- that magazine was really cool because it was like two or three issues each magazine, and they were just like big black and white reprints. So I managed to read a lot of stuff from like all of Wolf Portacio's run, where like Punisher was taking on like this guy that was obviously Charles Manson, but not really Charles Manson. Um, yeah. You know, that, that whole run where he, you know, basically was trying to take out the kingpin with microchip and everyone else. Oh, fuck yeah. That was, that was good. Then, yeah, I, I was just completely in love with it. And then, you know, um, around that time too, the Dolph Lundgren movie was coming out. So I was really fucking excited to see that movie. Um, and I actually got the comic adaption of that movie. Dude, um, he's in a pod. I was just about to say, yeah. I, I fucking... That's one. That's one of my uh, holy grails. I've wanted to get my hands on. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's really cool um, because it basically follows the director's cut of the Dolph Lundgren movie. So there's, ah. a lot more, there's a lot more backstory at the start of it, with you know where they meet that cop that teams up with Lou Gossett Jr. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of cool shit in there. Um, Fuck yeah! And yeah, I was lucky enough, and I, I think I've talked about this before. Uh, when I was a when I was a kid, um, when that movie was being made, one of the guys that's a featured extra in that movie was working for my next door neighbours. They had an upholstery business. We were living in Newcastle, and of course, you know, the Punisher movie got shot in Sydney. Yeah, so it wasn't too far away. And um, yeah, uh, they were working. This guy was working for them. He's actually uh, the bouncer in the club. With this, like, if you watch the movie, there's a bouncer in this nightclub before the Punisher goes in there and you know lays the place to waste. No, it's the bar where the drunk is. Um, his his drunk friend that's an informant for him. The bouncer that throws him out of the bar was the guy that was working for my neighbours. And you know, it's years later, so I'm sure he's not going to get in trouble, and I can't even remember his name. My neighbors basically said, oh, this kid that lives next door to us is fucking nuts about this character and loves comics and shit like that. And he's like, oh, well, you know, if you guys want to watch a copy of the movie, I've got a, you know, copy of it that I was given because I worked on it on VHS. And it was like, it was a really dodgy work print. It wasn't completely finished. But I basically got to see the Punisher movie because of that before it came That's so cool. It was so awesome. That is that's a fucking hell of a story, dude. dude. And I love that movie to this day. Like, I will not hear a bad word about it. Because, I man, watching it as a kid, I was like, okay, he hasn't got the skull on, but fuck, this movie's great. <laughs> I think that was my only gripe with the movie. And we'll, we'll definitely talk about it when we do that episode. But, um, yeah, I, just, to, just to see the skull on his knives, um, that was kind of like, oh, okay, we'll take it. But yeah. he just wanted to see the symbol on his chest. But, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, Dolph gave us a great Frank Castle and you can't really complain about that. And Lewis Gossett Jr., fucking hell, dude. I oh, fucking love that guy. He's the man. So, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, for me, The Punisher, dude, like, ah, fuck it. it's, it's, a, it's kind of a similar, uh, similar take on yours, man, kind of. Um, I think I, I can't exactly pinpoint as accurately as you where my love of the Punisher started, but I just remember seeing this character in the comics in Spider Man and just going, "Holy shit, who's this guy?" You know, and um, and just loving the the bravado, uh, you know, just the dark bravado of this character, and um, and I started to get to the titles, and I, I think my first committed run of titles was uh, there was a Jigsaw mini series. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was when a friend of mine uh, in high school started reading it um, as well. He, yeah, he started reading it with that run. Um, that was like yeah, late eighties sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I, I gotten, I think I'd gotten a couple of um, one-off Punisher War Journal issues, which were fucking magnificent. Um, I don't think there's ever a bad War Journal issue out there. Um, and then yeah, I got this the Jigsaw series, and that was just fucking great, dude. Like, mm. I just loved that that fucking, you know, um, Tom and Jerry vibe of fucking Punisher and Jigsaw. Just, yeah, just 
two fucking two uh, sworn enemies just going at it. it was fucking gold. But uh, yeah, yeah. Look, man, the, the punish for me, I fucking uh, I got so much love for this character. Um, even the punish of twenty ninety nine when they went all futuristic and yeah, um, yeah, yep, yep, yep. I love twenty ninety nine series, man. Yeah, like... the Punisher was my jam, and I've still got all my comics for that. I'm, I've almost completed that collection and it's just dude fucking any guy that can carry a baseball bat that can adjust the settings so they can go <laughs> to extreme brutality fucking a <laughs> um but yeah. I mean, yeah like there was there was just so much like i mean especially the 80s and 90s was such a great time to be oh, into yeah, this character. absolutely um, absolutely because look, he's had some lows over the years, but like the highs were so good because it's like, you know, it was, and as I said, like I was talking about this on Facebook the other day, um, mm. you know, he's, he's a great character because on a purely like enjoyment level, like, you know, he is essentially like every great action movie of the 70s and 80s you know he's he's dirty harry he's you know john rambo john rambo like you know ellie's even commando yeah like you know Mm. charles bronson in death wish yeah yeah he's like all your favorite action movie characters rolled into one yeah he really is um and you know, there's there's a lot of like you know, there's a lot of deeper stuff like to the character as well. It's like you know, obviously like you know, Frank does have a death wish. Like he goes out murdering criminals every mm. night. Um, and if he wins, he wipes out crime. If he fails, well, he gets you know, he's he's essentially punishing himself for failing his family. Like, yeah. you know, that's that's the whole that's the crux of the character. Like, it doesn't get any simpler than that. And hey, it's like, well, even, even if he gets killed by, you know, going out and doing this, he still wins because yeah. like, I get to be with my family. Like quick side note, I fucking, I just had the weirdest memory just trigger. Um, I, when I was working in video arcade, um, I remember that there was a security guard that I just, I, you know, I, I was mates with him and shit, but every time I looked at him, I never, I never got the chance to say it to him, but every time I saw him, I just went, holy fuck, it's Frank Castle. <laughs> the guy was a spitting image of yeah. Frank Castle, I swear to God. He had the hair and everything, he had the big physique, yeah. and he was just patrolling the fucking shopping center. Just, he was, I'm like, dude. You're in the wrong fucking place, man. <laughs> this is, you should be out there taking names, dude. Like, this is... Well, yeah. I mean, the great thing about Frank as a character as well is that... And this is the thing. You know, people can say, oh, but, you know, I'm, I'm against that rah, rah, rah. And it's like, look, oh, if, yeah. if, if Frank Castle existed in the real world, it probably would be a little bit scary. Yeah. But the thing is, it's like there is a really enjoyable vicarious element to the character in the sense of like, you know, you turn on the news and this is something I said on Facebook the other day when we're talking about it Mm. is that you turn on the news and you see all this awful shit happening in the world. Like, you know, you see all these, these awful crimes, people being murdered, you know, raped, like, you know, awful shit where some fucking junkies fucking microwave their baby or something like that. Yeah, the worst of the worst. You know, you you watch this stuff and you're just like, oh my god, these people are scum. Like, fucking just die, you piece of shit. And the fun thing is, it's like you can read an issue of The Punisher and you get that vicarious thrill. It's like, no, this guy's going out there and doing the stuff that, like, you feel when you see the awful shit happen in the real world. Like, yeah, Frank, Frank's out there doing it and he's completely righteous and justified. Um, and, you know, it, it's, there is an element of, you know, sort of, like I said, vicarious wish fulfillment there. It's like, there you know, is. It's like, like what we've talked about with um, Superman, you know, yeah. the hope that he gives us when we read Superman or yes, watch the yeah, movies. Yeah. Same yeah. with Batman. Yeah. So, and that, that's the thing. It's like yeah. Frank is like the dark side of that. Like, you know, and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, no, there's nothing wrong. It's like, you know, that vicarious thrill that you get. It's like, you know, we, we watched, uh, girlfriend and I watched season one of Reacher the other day. Yeah. Is that good? 
Oh, dude, it's so good. It's cool. so good. Like, Fuck just, yeah, yeah. Uh, I loved it more than the movies. And I yeah. like the movies quite a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. Because, you know, again, great character. Mm. But, you know, we, we um, <laughs> like, Ree was having just a particularly fucking insane day. And she's like, oh, can we finish watching Ree for tonight? I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. She's like, good, because I can't beat people up, but he can. <laughs> That is fucking cool. And it's and like, it's, it's, it is that vicarious thrill that you get, that enjoyment you get where it's like, okay, you know, we have rules and regulations in society for a very good reason. And, you know, we do. We have, to, yep. we have to obey those and all yep. that sort of stuff. But you know, that's the point of entertainment. It's like you can turn it on and you can get a vicarious scare from watching a horror movie or, you know, some, some satisfaction from watching stuff like Robocop or whatever. Yeah, like, exactly. That's kind of the whole point of it. And it's, there's nothing wrong yeah. with that. And I mean, you know, th- th- oh, look, it, th- it's a deep rabbit hole we could go down, um, but we can't today. But, um, you know, just that whole moral compass that society has, yeah. With entertainment, it's it's just fucking bullshit, man. Like you can't blame the source material for the bullshit that happens in no, this world. Well, that's the thing. I I hate that, and we will get to that in a minute. Um, yeah, but you know, we'll we'll talk about a few more of our favorite Punisher moments. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean that that whole thing, that whole I was going somewhere with that whole thing. Yeah, that yeah. whole vicarious thrill thing is like. Um, you know, vicarious is today's gut. key word, boys and yes, girls. Yes, it is. Yes. Great, great tool song, too, by the way. <laughs> yes, it is. Continue. Yeah, good opening riff. Um, bon Jovi. Uh, bon Jovi. <laughs> but, you know, Garth Ennis did a very oh, memorable right. run on The Punisher, both in uh, the regular sort of Marvel continuity and then in the adults only Marvel Max stuff. And there was a great story in. Uh, the Marvel Max run called The Slavers, where Frank basically took on a sex slave ring. Like that was one of the best. Importing women and, you know, turning them out. And, you know, trigger trigger warning for anyone that's a bit sensitive. You know, these, these uh, human traffickers basically had this whole, you know, oh, they get the girls in and rape them to break their will. And they yeah. just keep doing that until these girls are just completely broken and will do whatever they want. And the great thing about this story, not that that's a great, it's like, oh, wow, yay, great. Um, yeah, yeah. At all. The great thing about the story was, is that the hate that Frank had for these people when he found out what they were doing and just the lengths he went to, to dismantle their operation and, you know, like kill them in the most gruesome ways possible. Like yeah. just, he went hostile on the their asses. absolute brutality of what he did to these people was so justified and such an emotional read because it's like yes, someone should do that to these people. Like people that do that to other human beings, like yeah, they they deserve fucking Frank Castle showing up on their doorstep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and like you know that great moment at the end where he like videos the leader of these people like you know mouthing off and being all tough guy and i'm gonna fuck you up and kill everyone you care about and frank just very calmly sets him on fire and burns him alive looks into this camera that he's sending like he's sending this video back to the people in in russia or the ukraine or wherever these dudes come from and frank's just like don't come back to my country and yeah. dude, it's fucking chilling. Like you're reading that, and you're going, "Oh my god!" Like you would never want to get on the bad side of this character. <laughs> like, well, that's it, and and I mean that's that just fucking exemplifies the 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 depths that of the the character that is Frank Castle. Like you know, he's that he's that guy that's going to bat for us in our minds. You know, because that's we're we're thinking that when we when we read about that shit in the real world, we're going. Oh, dude, send in Frank Castle, please, you know? Well, Garth, Garth Ennis said something really great in uh, one of his... It was either an interview or... It was something I read where he was talking about Punisher as a character. And, you know, he, he talked about the ending to Dirty Harry, um, where, you know, 
Harry basically blows a fucking hole the size of a pie tin through Scorpio at the end of it. Yeah, that was cool. Um, and, you know, Garth Ennis is talking about it. He says, like, you know, in in the real world, you know, you, you don't want cops to do that because it's like, well, what about the circumstances that led this man to these actions? Does is, is he evil? Does he need help? Blah, blah, blah. What about his rights as a human being? All that sort of stuff. And he said, like, you don't care about that at the end of Dirty Harry because you've seen this guy be a complete psycho and he just, you, you cheer when Harry blows him away. Yeah. And that's kind of the same with The Punisher. It's like, you know, Frank cuts out all that grey area of like, you know, oh, well, you know, I know the junkie that broke into my house and stabbed my grandma's suffering from a drug problem. It's like, yeah, you don't care about that with The Punisher. It's like, no, Frank's just like, no, there's good, there's bad, and, you know, if you're on the wrong side of that, there's me. Mm. All that kind of thing. Mm. That's right. And, yeah, and, that, and that's the beauty of these comics, man. It's like we just, you know, issue after issue, especially in the 80s and even the 90s, that, that's what we got to see with The Punisher. We got to see him fucking just do, do the very thing that we just, you know, I, I, I guarantee even the cops... A lot of cops out there would read would read the Punisher and go, "Fuck yeah, do mm. that again, do that shit," you know. I mean, well, I mean, that's you know, that, that, that's the, that's the problem is that you've got, and that's sort of what's led us to the the clusterfuck that we're going to be talking about today is that you've mm. got a lot of people who are co-opting the Punisher's iconography and stuff like that, like the skull, yeah. And using it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't want to see, like, four armed cops beating the shit out of, like, no. protesters. No, no. Mission skulls and stuff. Like, But, like, the, the, the beauty of what you see in The Punisher is you see a guy that's a tortured soul. Um, you know, he's, he's fucking... He, he's doing this amazing thing where he's just fucking... He's taken on drug dealers, he's taken on the mafia, every scum of the earth. He's taken names and fucking, you know, burning their assets and fucking, you know, every now and then you see that touch of human humanity in Frank Castle when he shows a bit of kindness to, to kids and families. And, um, well, that's the thing, like, you know. Yeah. Frank is a tragic character. Like, he's not a hero. Like, he no. is a... He is a tragic character and, you know, his, his story only has one ending, which is with him dead, which is, yeah. you know, again, that great Punisher Max run that Jason Aaron did that was like the basic, you know, the end of the Punisher. Like, mm. it's like, okay, he's, he's getting old. Like, and that was the great thing about Punisher Max is that, you know, they portrayed him as a Vietnam veteran. So he's getting older. Yeah, like, that, you know, I love that. His, all, this war he's been waging against criminals for years is taking a toll on him. Yeah, and, it was so good. You know, he, he winds up dead in it. And, you know, that's that's the thing. It's like, I don't think Frank's a character to be idolised. Like, he's a character that you can understand. Yeah. And that, you know, in some instances you can absolutely cheer for. But he's not a character where you go, like, oh, wow, I want to be like him. Like, yeah, I want my entire family murdered. I want to live in a fucking bunker somewhere and just go out and murder criminals every night. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No one, no one wants to be the Punisher. No one's sane anyway. It was great because, I mean, you know, thanks to, you know, a character, the world needed a character like the Punisher, especially in comics. And, you know, it was able to, like, fucking inspire the creation of all these other cool bad guy characters, like... Um, the Russian, Barracuda. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, yeah. Like, I mean, the, you know, the, there have been so many memorable stories. I mean, look, my, my so personal favourites, like, I absolutely love the first, say, 25 issues of the original Punisher run. Um, there are a bunch of issues after that that I really love, like the Jigsaw Puzzle run. Yeah, um, Absolutely. War Journal with Jim Lee drawing the first yeah, or so that was, great. was fantastic. That great um, crossover with him and Wolverine where they're tracking poachers in Africa. Um, yeah. That was really cool. Uh, the, all the Punisher Max stuff. Even Greg Rucker's recent run. Well, not recent. It's probably about 10 years old now. But um, mm. where, you know, um, that mafia wedding that got wiped out and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the, uh, special the female special forces officer that kind of Frank took under his wing like that was really cool like yeah yeah there's there's some fucking just so many touches of brilliance in the comics 
Um, and yeah, and then then we get to you know the, the most recent run, um, which look, I, I'll, I'll go I'll go to bat and say I, I enjoyed it. Like it was it was a good run. Like it was an it, it was an interesting path that they took the story yeah, of Punisher. Look, I'm kind of I'm really conf- I've got to be honest. I'm absolutely conflicted because it is a good run. Like yeah. I really enjoyed it, but I don't like the ending of it. Um, and I'm not a fan of the reason why they did it. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, so basically, um, yeah, spoiler for anyone that hasn't read it. I mean, Punisher is basically um, the hand uh, fucking, you know, promote, yeah. basically. So that wacky ninja cult you may remember from Daredevil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They basically take you know take him under their wing and and uh, basically give him the power of you know the, the power that he's so you know to just go do what he does and fucking slay under their under their uh, fucking you know with their their fucking blessings right and he just goes fucking bonkers like it's fucking glorious some issues what, what he go what he goes and does yeah like. Some of those moments where he takes on Ares, the god of war, and uh, and his boys, that was fucking great. Like there was some cool shit. I wasn't, you know, there was a bit of fucking hoo ha at the beginning about the the chest logo, the symbol being fucked with and being modified a bit. Uh, at first, I was a bit thrown off, but then I was like, yeah, okay, cool. I see where I see what they're doing with this. Well, yeah, I- okay. Yeah, uh, see, my thing was, I was like, ah, oh, it's comics. Like, by yeah. the end of the 12th issue, Frank will be back on the street, you know, in New York doing his thing, and he'll be back to the the old school look. Yeah. Um, which, and, and again, the Punisher's, the Punisher's look is just something, it doesn't need to be fucked with. Like, no. he's a big dude that wears black and has a skull on his shirt. You can modify it with the white gloves or the white boots or the, the big ammo-like things for the skull teeth. You know, you can have him just wearing a, a T-shirt and a leather trench coat or whatever. That's fine. Like, but it, it's a look that does not need to be radically modified. No. Well, that, that's the thing. And I like in this in this run with Jason Aaron, I like um, that we do see early on in the, in the issues, um, he does respect the original logo. Mm. You see his original vest hanging up in his in his chambers yeah. uh, next to his new one. And I, I like that those nods to it. And it, it goes more down a, just more a samurai-style path. So yeah. the art of war, you know, just, it, it, it's kind of a bit myth, uh, mystical of sorts where we go with this story. Yeah, yeah. And it's cool, but it, the, the, where, the, where it gets weird is the hand brings his wife back from the dead. Yeah. And I don't, I'm, I'm very conflicted, Jake. Uh, I look, I, the thing is, it is a, here's my take on it. First of all, it's incredibly well written. Yes. It's the art is beautiful. Yeah. It's a really well put together comic. I feel like the creators were given a task. It's like, you have to like send the Punisher off. And yeah, this is these these are the parameters for it, and I feel like they have done the absolute best they can with it. But there's too much fuckery with it, man. Like there's just you know, like number one, the pun. I'm not a gun person. I don't like guns at all. Like I, I, I like guns on screen. Mm. I don't like them in real life. <laughs> I, I don't like nope. anyone that has the ability to kill me really easily <laughs> or anything yeah. that gives someone that ability. Um, so, you know, having the Punisher not use guns is a bit like, oh, okay, what is this? This is like a shitty version of Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, and then, like, you know, bringing back his wife, having him fly, like, you know, the whole thing, like, the idea of the Punisher leading the hand as a death cult is cool. Yeah. Um, giving him superpowers never works. Well, like, yeah, that, you that, know, part was, that part was a bit weird. Um, having him flying and shooting fire from his eyes just doesn't work. Um, yeah. You know, 
like it could have been just simple, like, okay, he's leading this ninja death cult. Cool. Okay. Yeah. It has all their resources available to him. It gives him the ability to take his war on crime to a, a global scale. Yep. Great. Awesome. Love it. Uh, but, and then like, I mean, again, I haven't read the last issue yet, but I've seen enough to know what happens. Like, the idea of his wife still being alive at the end of it. Like, mm. I honestly thought this was going to go like, okay, Frank realizes that this isn't his wife that he's brought back and she's just some like, you know, demon shell thing or whatever. He turns on the hand, wipes them out completely and just goes back to basics. And it's like, this has been a really interesting side trip for him. Yeah. And um, it's, it's cool <laughs> towards the end when they, you know, the cavalry come in to try and reason with the Punisher in the form of Doctor Strange, Captain America, Moon Knight, Wolverine, Black Widow. Yeah. You know, th- that that's cool. Um, I, I think it's great. It's always good when you have cameos from, you know, some of the, the, the popular characters. But, um, y- you know, because they can see that he's getting out of hand and this, you know, if this is unleashed in the real world, this could be a real problem. Um yeah, and, and I won't I won't spoil the last issue because you know you haven't read it, so we'll have this discussion in a yeah another time. But uh, look, the ending for it was uh, yeah, I, I felt it was a little bit anticlimactic. It was well, I mean, doesn't he wind up in another dimension, like rescuing people or some shit like oh, that? So you do want a spoiler? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> You're baiting me to give it away. Oh, dude, at this, at this away, point, I'm resigned. Now. I'm resigned to reading this and going like, oh god. Well, look, I know the wife. I know Marie is still alive at the end of it, and she's pregnant. Like, I, I know that. Much. Wow. I'm Fuck just no. like, I'm like, I do not like this at all. Yeah. Okay. Well, basically, he's he's uh, yeah in the in the previous issue before the final issue. Um, Maria blasts him with two shotgun shells to the yeah. chest. Uh, he's he wakes up in chains, um, mystical chains by uh, Doctor Strange. Ends up in the inner sanctum of his, uh, you know, Doctor Strange's high, um, crib, and um, basically all those cameo appearance characters, Captain America, and that, are basically the jury, and yeah. they're going to one by one go in and talk to Frank. Um, the conversation, Moon Knight and Punisher is gold because um, <laughs> Moon Knight just basically carries the whole conversation. He goes, thanks for the chat, Frank, and walks out. You know, it's fucking gold. Um, that's, that, that was a touch of class. I like that. But, um, yeah, Wolverine gets emotional in there. It's pretty, it's pretty intense, some of the confrontations. But, um, yeah, Mar- when Maria comes in and basically... Uh, th- this is where it gets a little d- dark of sorts because she goes in and she's alive again. She's, you know, she, doctors, with Dr. Strange's help, she's been given her humanity back. And she goes, Frank, that day in the park, I was ready to tell you I wanted, I was filing for divorce. You know, like yeah. that's where it just got. What? Yeah, see, I don't like that at all. I don't like screwing with the Punisher's origin like that because it's like, look. That's right, man. It's just like if you take that, like, okay, yes, it's an interesting deconstruction and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, and, you know, Garth Ennis is sort of, um, you know, he touched on that with his Punisher Max run was like, you know, was, you know, did Frank losing his family push him over the edge or was that just the excuse he needed to keep doing what he was doing in Vietnam because he loved being a soldier. He loved war. He loved the conflict. Like, you know, and okay, you know what? That I can roll with because that's not too bad. But when you sit there and say like, you know, oh yeah, his wife was going to leave him and their marriage was completely miserable and blah, 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 blah. It, it's like, you know, it's it's sort of like sitting there and going, oh, yeah, so what if, you know, Uncle Ben finger banged Spider-Man when he was a exactly. kid? Exactly, yeah. yeah. You don't do it. Like, you well, know. I mean, you know. It's like saying the, Wayne, the Waynes used to beat the shit out of Bruce before yeah. they were it. Like, I mean, you've you got to give it to Jason Aaron. I mean, he's been given a hell of a task to do. Um, I'm sure that there's some behind-the-scenes shit that, you know, he's reluctantly had to follow through with this. But, look, uh, that's just my theory anyway. But um, I, 
look, for, for him to do what he did, he painted the picture throughout the series with a lot of the flashback stuff yeah. where, you know, Frank was going out and doing stuff. And, and yeah, Maria, yeah, that's the thing. Like, it didn't you know, come out of nowhere, but it's just no. not a good it's – a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bad choice that is executed, you know, with a lot of talent. Um, yeah, and that's the thing, and and you know, for Maria to drop that bombshell on Frank is just like, you know, that 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 was just the nail in the coffin. That was the the stake through Frank's heart. You could see it in his eyes and the panels, which was captured quite well. Um, and then you know, um, she, you know, Doctor Strange has made the mistake in his um, conversation with Frank, leaving behind the uh, the two mystical shells of the the, the used shotgun shells that. Maria fired into his chest. Um, so Frank naturally picks him up and with the last piece of his power of the beast, um, when before Captain America can deliver the final sentence, Frank just cuts him off and goes, before you say anything, fucking, he just says, blah, he just says a little speech and then fucking summons the last bit of his power and uh, we're led to believe he's wiped himself out. Yeah. Uh, not the glorious ending that I was hoping for. Well, that's the thing. And I mean, that, that sort of thing has been done before with the Punisher. Like, you know, there was that whole Suicide Run series. Yeah, that uh, was cool. You know, there's there's been a lot of stuff where it's like, you know, they've sort of tackled like Frank taking his own life um, and ending his war and stuff like that. Yeah. And I, I just feel like it's been done for better reasons and without having to have all this, you know, mystical, supernatural mumbo-jumbo thrown in there. Because, mm. um, I mean, look, Frank Castle, the Punisher, works better as a grounded character. Like, he just does. Like, I mean, there was that whole period where, you know, before Garth Ennis took over where they tried to bring him back as, like, a, an avenging angel with yeah. all this heavenly weaponry, and that was terrible. That whole period where, you know, after Dakin killed him, Wolverine's kid, you know, he got stitched back together as a Frankenstein monster and they did that whole Frankencastle run, which was, <laughs> it was, was fun, but it was like, oh, this is bad. Like, yeah. Uh, dude, like, dude. That's the thing. It's just like, it, the, the, the punish is kind of like, it's like Robocop or Terminator or Predator or Aliens. It's so easy to get Speaking right. of, but... I gotta say, I enjoyed. I enjoyed. I haven't read the whole lot of it, but I enjoyed when he got the Iron Man armor or War Machine. Oh, yeah, armor. the War Machine armor. I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> that's that, cool. that sort of stuff kind of works. Yeah, um, that was. See, that that is relatable to the cup. The 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 fucking subject matter. Well, it's it's still relatively grounded. It's like okay, yeah. it's Frank taking military technology so that he can you know kick a bit more ass. Exactly. Like, you Which know, is fucking. That, Brilliant. Kind of works because it's still there's still as fantastical as a suit of you know mechanized war weaponry is. Yeah, yeah. It's still grounded in uh, this is based in the real world and technology. It's just a bit well advanced. Whereas you know, oh, Frank can fly now and shoot blood fire from his eyes, and you know like do some shadow bullshit where it's like, you know, oh, he knows what evil lies in the hearts of men kind of crap. It yeah. just doesn't work. And it's, it's, it's just, a bit weird. This is the thing, man. This year is the 50th anniversary of this character. And yeah. I mean, for a character that has made Marvel probably millions and millions and mil probably billions over the last, you know, 20, 30 years, like, I mean, dude, in the 80s and 90s, Punisher comics sold like fucking hotcakes. Yeah. Like, you could, I mean, even when Garth Ennis, like, welcome back, Frank, when Garth Ennis took over. Man, that thing flew off shelves. Like, yeah. you, you, if you didn't pre-order it, like, good luck getting one. Yeah. Um, Punisher Max, again, I wanted to get on board with that. I missed ordering it. I could not get, I had to, I had to wait to get that entire series in trade because I could not get a single solitary fucking issue for the first year and a bit. Like, yeah, it was gone. Pretty it was gone, it. man. It was like every fucking one was buying this. But the other thing, too, is that that symbol, that symbol is, like, up there with the most recognisable fucking symbols of all time. 
the thing. And I just feel like this choice from Marvel to go, oh, you know what? Some really shitty people out there in the world have used this, taken this symbol and think that it makes them a badass and they're using it to, you know, be shitty cops to black people or, you know, be fucking racists or whatever. It's like, fuck them. No. Like, these are the people that Frank Castle would fucking shoot in the face. Like, he would beat the living crap out of these people. Like, why didn't you give us a 12-issue miniseries of Frank, you know, going after the kind of people that are misusing him and... You know, and I mean, again, this is something that Garth Garth Ennis tackled this in Welcome Back, Frank, when he had remember those Punisher imitators that he had in there, yeah, yeah like that dickhead in the white, the crazy priest and the dickhead mm-hmm. in the white suit mm-hmm. and that. And you know, Frank calls a meeting of it at the end, and they're all like, "Oh, we did this for you. We did this because we idolize you." And Frank's just like, "You're all pieces of shit," and just blasts them away, which was like, fucking great. That was yeah. glorious. You know, but, he uh, sits there and he's like. He's just investigated all of them and he points at one of them and he goes, you, you shot a fucking boardroom up and killed a whole bunch of people and your bullets went through a wall and killed a cleaning lady like because you can't fucking plan properly and you fucking hurt innocent people. You're a fucking racist. You're an idiot and a psychopath. Like, fuck you all. I have nothing to do with any of you. Like, I'm disgusted in you. Like, how dare you take inspiration from me? Like, bang, 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 bang. Yeah. yeah, why not do something like that? Why not? And I mean, the great thing about the Punisher man is like, and this is something we've talked about before, is that mm. he's a great character to reflect the times we're living in. Like, well, you that's know, it. that's this thing with the eighties. Like, you know, you had great stuff. Like, um, you know, there was that great run uh, during the early part of it where he was taking on like, you know this yuppie asshole that was carving up bums. Like it was sort of like Frank takes on Patrick Bateman. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, he was taking on like, uh, like cocaine dealers that were importing stuff into America and stuff. And like that, that sort of drug epidemic, you know, he was taking on like violence in school systems and shit like that. Like, yeah, like real he, relatable stuff. Yeah. He's a character that can take on real world issues. Like, I'm sorry, give me a comic where he wades into a Trump rally and gives these people what for. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that's where I think the, the, the confusion happens with this run. Um, you know, I mean, fuck. I think Jason Aaron, for the most part, and the artists as well, did a great job with this series. They, they oh, really dude, did. Absolutely. And I look, I, it, it, I applaud them. It, it physically pains me to yeah. say anything bad about Jason Aaron because I think he's a brilliant writer. Oh, like, I, yeah, I think he's, everything. He's given he, us a great run. He, everything he turns his hand to, like his original Punisher Max run, uh, his runs on Wolverine, his, uh, you know, his Avengers run, like uh, his Conan run, everything he turns his hand to, he's a, he's a brilliant writer. Scalped is a masterpiece. Yeah. Um, and it just, it hurts to say that I didn't like something he wrote. <laughs> well, and, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, <clears throat> the, the ending, I, I feel like it kind of makes a bit of sense, and, and this is where I'm wrapping a negative into a positive. It makes a bit of sense that, um, you know, they they didn't sort of give us uh, a big, uh, you know, big um, promotion about it to say, oh, the death of the Punisher, you know, like what they yeah. did with Nightfall, with what they did with fucking Death of Superman, that sort of thing. They didn't yeah. do anything like that. Um, they just said, okay, this is it, boom, and then it made the news headlines, okay? Yeah. So kind of a soft farewell to the character in the public eye, but yeah. it's not the end of The Punisher. Oh, look, that's the thing. The end, yeah, the end, sorry, the ending uh, fucking gives us a bit of an epilogue, you know. We see the hand, what happens with them, so we know the hand's not going anywhere. The beast is still alive and well, but is in another dimension, which I don't know if I'm on board with that. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. But, like, at the end of the day, just send Frank back to New York and fucking let him do what he does best. Oh, look, Take down I'm, the I'm, I'm kind of, I'm all for Highlander toing this fucking movie and just pretending it didn't happen. Uh, this, this series. Um, yeah. But, 
I mean, look, we we all know how comics work. Um, like, there's no point in getting outraged because he will be no. at some yeah. point. Like, it, it might it might take a year or two. It might take five years, but at some point, someone's going to come along and go, nah, man, I just want to take Frank Castle back to basics. Like, I just want to have him shooting fucking yeah, exactly. crack boot wearing scumbags on the streets of New York. Um, it, it will get back there eventually. We will. I, mean, the, I think the thing for me is I feel that this is a fairly inglorious end to a great character on the 50th anniversary of their introduction. Like, this... This should be, we should be getting like, you know, some really cool trade paperback collections. We should be getting, you know, uh, 50th anniversary specials, um, you know, anniversary issues where you get some of the great writers and artists of the past. I mean, you know, Flash 800 came out this week and it's like literally a celebration of Wally West as a character. You've got all these past old and new creators working on it, doing great, you know, stories that showcase everything good about the character. Which like, is cool. I, you know, I feel like we should have got that with, with the Punisher this year. Like we did, we got it with Ghost Rider, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, look, I'm, I'm optimistic. I feel like that the, the controversy behind that is just something that just got to the media and they've gone, Oh, cool. Let's, let's do that. Because obviously the Punisher has received a bit of, um, bad press with what you mentioned before with the, yeah. you know, cops in real life and stuff like that. Um, you know, so he's kind of a bit of a patsy of sorts in that aspect. But don't kill a character that us, the fans, well, Here's, here's the flip side of that. Here's the flip side of that. Is that like, if you watch any interview about the movies with guys like Thomas Jane, John Bernthal, yeah. uh, you know, all of these guys, they talk very passionately about having talked to military veterans <clears throat> who love this character and, you know, this character makes them feel brave when they're going into some really serious shit. Yeah. You know, and they, they you know, paint the logo on the side of their helmets and stuff like that. And, you know, guys, guys like Tom Jane and John Bernthal, they, they talk very passionately about having spoken to these guys and what this character means to them and how they feel very responsible to not fuck it up. Because at the end of the day, Frank Castle is a war veteran. Um, well, that's it. And, you know, has some very important things to say about post-traumatic stress disorder. You know, it's, it's very much like First Blood, man. It's like, you know, how, how adjusting back to civilian life for these soldiers that have gone and done this stuff is very difficult for them because, you know, no one can really understand the things that they've seen or, or done or whatever. Yeah. So I feel like it's kind of shitty to, you know, pack the Punisher away and put him on the shelf just because a bunch of random fuckwits have taken on his skull for stupid reasons. You know, it's kind of disrespectful and shitty for those guys out there that, you know, do draw some, you know, I don't want to say inspiration because that's the wrong term, but some strength from this character. Yeah, exactly. Feel a sense of relatability to him. It's really shitty for them because it's like, well, why am I having something that gives me comfort taken away on mm. account of a bunch of racist fuckwits that probably struggle with Velcro shoes. Exactly. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of crap, man. Like, it's, yeah. kind of, it's a crappy decision from Marvel. I really feel like it is. Yeah, absolutely. And, look, in wrapping up, I, I think I, I just want to say, look, I think, um, again, you know, Jason Aaron, he's done a great run with this recent thing. Oh, uh, yeah. We know this, you know, when you read this final issue, you know it's not the end of The Punisher, thankfully. Yeah. So... Um, he, I feel if you're going to kill, you know, if you're going to end the Punisher, which won't happen, but if it does, it'll be a bit more glorious and a bit more of a spectacle. So I feel like, like you said, with the 50th anniversary, give the Punisher a fucking awesome celebration of the character. Bring back, you know, a uh, cameo with Spider-Man, you know, because that's where he or his origin started. Yeah. You know, have some have some cool short stories with him, with the Wolverine, with Ghost Rider. You know, all these characters that have given us memorable story arcs over yeah, the years. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Like, that's, you know, I just, that's, I just my, like... that's my 50th anniversary. 
I just, I just feel like, you know, look, we all, we all know comics. We all know these characters never completely go away. They just rest for a while. Mm. Um, regardless of what happens to them, there's always some bullshit way to bring them back. I just feel like it's, I feel like the character deserves better than this. And I feel like he's done, he's been done a bit dirty on, you know, an occasion that should have been a celebration of the character rather than a, let's just push him out of the way. Yeah. No one notices kind of thing. And especially Um, when he's going to still be, still be in the TV series of John Bernthal, you know, and. Well, that's exactly yeah. it. We, we all know that, I mean, that's the thing. We all know that once that comes out and, you know, next year, the year after, it'll be popular because, you know, John Bernthal's great as the Punisher. Hopefully, like, we actually get to see him do some punishing and not living a concert. Tom Clancy yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. <didn't... laughs> That'd be nice. Um, but, yeah. But, uh, you know, we all know that that's going to be super popular. And at some point, they will look at that and dust the character off. And, you know, that will be a good day. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Well, uh, man, I think that's... Uh, that about wraps us. I mean, we could go on for ages about the punch. Oh, we show. didn't even get to the movies. <laughs> I know. Well, fuck, dude. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we have a part two on this one. Oh, I reckon we should. Yeah, I think so too. But you know, we got something. Speaking of fiftieth anniversaries, next. Oh, week. next week is episode fifty of Rad. It's um, it's going to be really cool. Um, it's our half century. Twenty more episodes, we get our pension. Woohoo! So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with that one. There's a couple of ideas floating around about it. So It's going uh, to be something special, though. Yeah, I think so, dude. I've, I've, I've sort of worked on something pretty cool for it, potentially, so we'll see how that pans out. But um, as always, thanks, everyone, for tuning in and um, supporting the show. You, you guys are freaking rad. We love you. And um, Absolutely. Like, subscribe, tell your friends, all that yeah. good stuff, and come back next week. Yeah, let's do it all again. It'll be great. Uh, Until then, have yourselves a rad weekend. And uh, we've enjoyed this. And uh, this is certainly not the last of The Punisher by any means. Yeah, or us. Exactly. (laughs) Until then, stay rad. Take it easy, guys.